This is Dan Fagellin. You're listening to AI in Industry. It's been fun with the change up in our format for the podcast. Uh, two months ago, we did a series on the adoption of AI, learning about best practices there. We just wrapped up a series on the return on investment of AI, how to measure that, how to best prepare for that. And this month, we're focused on a new theme, which is advancing your career in the age of AI. The entire month of October will be focused on how non-technical leaders can still gain an edge, can still earn more and do more exciting work in the era of AI, even if you never learn to code. Uh, this is a topic that I think is pressing for many of our listeners, and I wanted to make sure to focus in on it. And I can't think of a better guest off the bat than our first guest in this series, Wijay Wijaykuraman, who is the Chief Architect of Machine Learning and AI at IBM Systems in Australia. Wijay actually began as one of you. He's a podcast listener, so Wijay had downloaded one of our PDFs. He's been a listener and reader of our work for a while. We got to connecting over the phone. And when I knew that this series was coming up, I asked if he'd have anything interesting to say here. And as it turns out, he sure as heck did. So Wijay is, is one of you and someone who I'm grateful to have as a, a listener here on the program and a reader of our newsletter. Wijay shares a number of insights. So he himself has a strong technical background, but I think many of you non-technical folks will be very happy with how much stock he places in the critical importance of subject matter experts and the critical importance of business people who conceptually understand AI, even if they don't code. What you'll learn in this episode are some of the sort of strengths that non-technical folks bring to technical problems, the new ways that they can think and they can add value to AI projects. These will be things you'll want to focus on in your own career. In addition, he talks about what kind of career opportunities to look for, what kind of questions to ask as a non-technical person who wants to get more involved, be more in charge of AI initiatives. Um, coming from a chief architect of machine learning and AI at IBM, uh, these are pretty important lessons, and I hope that some of the folks tuned in are going to take these to heart. So I'm grateful to Weejay for being a loyal listener here like you. Uh, I'm also grateful for the insights that he was able to share on this episode. So we're kicking off on this Advancing Your Career in the Age of AI series with Weejay of IBM. Let's go ahead and dive right in. So, Weejay, where I wanted to begin for this interview was to ask you about how non-technical professionals can advance their career in this era of AI. I think a lot of people are concerned that their jobs will be automated or that the technical folks will sort of really kind of have the day and have the glory, so to speak, as, as AI really starts transforming sectors. What would be your advice for non-technical professionals? Dan, I'd like to start off by saying that uh, non-technical professionals have a very important role in AI adoption in organizations. In my experience, some of the best uh, adoption use cases come from these people. They often think beyond the boundaries of what technical people can uh, bound by. Hence, they have an important role. Very often on the topic of AI, non-technical people uh, what's the immediate reaction? It's fear. For some of the more ambitious ones, you know, uh, they'll probably not be that uh, fearful. But I'd say, you know, you need to look at it with an open mind. You need to embrace it. In fact, uh, recently I even heard uh, Elon Musk say that uh, if you can't beat it, join them. So AI is one of those things that's very pervasive, needs to be looked at as a given. It's around us. It is only going to get more common as we go along. So therefore, we need to learn to embrace it. 
you know, I, I think probably most of the folks that listen to this show are pretty well convinced of that value proposition that, you know, this isn't something we'll necessarily be able to avoid here. Artificial intelligence is going to, some industries faster than others, some geographies faster than others, is going to change the way that businesses operate, treat their data, teams operate, etc. And you were kind of mentioning non-technical folks should kind of tune in and, and you know, be able to be a part of that. I think a lot of them are kind of concerned how how will my career advance if I'm not the one who's sort of writing the code? And you've probably seen plenty of that through your own career, and I think your perspectives there would be valuable. Yeah. So the way that technology is evolving, and uh, thanks to the open systems, open source movements these days, there's a lot of depth of AI, the layers, etc., are becoming easier. There is. Uh, if I were to look at the layers at the deepest levels, of course, you know, there are scientists, data scientists and coders and so on who are familiar with uh, some of the tools, the languages and uh, coding, etc. However, when it comes to AI adoption, the first step is finding the right place to apply it. And that's about uh, thinking of whatever you do today, how can AI help you to do it better? So identifying that is something where a non-technical professional can start. Uh, uh, they can start adding value in that space. So, in terms of learning, you know, how can they advance their careers in an AI era? I probably look at it this way: uh, whenever we learn something new, it is always based on the knowledge space of the individual. We all have uh, certain areas that we're good at, certain things uh, that where there are holes on the individual makeups, backgrounds, etc. So embracing AI, learning about it again, is there's an entry point for someone uh, which is unique to themselves. So in the case of a non-technical user, it will often be in the area of adoption in terms of their domain expertise. Uh, given AI is so pervasive and it can be applied almost anywhere, I'd say the first step is for them to kind of understand AI from that domain perspective. Learn about adoption areas, use cases. There are plenty of uh, sources these days. Uh, podcasts, Merge, for example, is one of the fantastic resources that's available to anyone. I use it heavily and particularly to get a, a business perspective of where AI can be applied. Uh, you do a great job there. I Go to meetups, talk to people, talk to vendors. As you get exposed to more of AI stories, learnings of how others are using it, etc., automatically you'll begin to appreciate more of uh, some of the gory details, uh, like the terminology, the layers, technology. Day one, it's not going to make too much sense, but as you get involved in this a little more, all the little pieces start falling into place. Another key thing that I'd say is almost a must for uh, a non-technical person to advance their career is to be involved in an AI project. There's always a key role for multiple non-technical people to play in these projects. It could be in terms of explaining the data. It could be in terms of having that deep understanding of the process, the ASIS process, understanding end users, understanding impact, etc. So there's nothing like getting involved in a project and, uh, you know, that'll give them 
enormous insight into the workings of the project as well as the tools, the technologies, and ultimately, of course, you know, what AI can and cannot deliver. Excellent. Yeah, you mind if I poke into some of those ideas with you, Vijay? Sure. Great. So I, I think this is really a good place to start here. And obviously, you have more personal experience in this domain than I. You know, when I think about the value of subject matter experts and non-technical managers, functional business leaders, the kinds of people that are likely listening to AI and industry, the kind of people that have been with us for years, certainly you brought up, I think your first point was adoption. In other words, where could AI be a fit? Where where would we select a project? How would we evaluate where AI could could really help us? I think probably a, a lot of other smart folks would agree with you that finding those opportunity areas for AI actually has more to do with a conceptual understanding of AI and a very good understanding of the business than it does a pure science perspective on machine learning and neural nets themselves. So kind of where where to find the opportunity fit, I think, is a really, really important point. And you'd mentioned how important it is to get experience with with an AI project. We'll talk a little bit about kind of um, knowledge and experience and skills and, and what's important to build on. One other area that I often think about, and, and you may have more in-depth feedback or a different perspective on this, is in terms of non-technical folks, picking projects, so being able to find opportunity areas within the business is one. Also being able to, you know, I, I think as you were kind of hinting, be part of a, an AI team. You know, when a project kicks off, whether it's a, a fraud initiative or it's a you know, product recommendation initiative for an e-commerce company, whatever the case may be, they'll need data scientists, but they'll also need business people in the loop, subject matter experts in the loop constantly to ask, is this working? You know, is this, is this, is the interface we're creating something that your team could use? Hey, are the false positives going down? Are, are the false negatives going down? You know, whatever the case may be in terms of how we're measuring success. And there'll have to be someone who isn't just an AI expert, someone who, who's working in the darn business, who can constantly kind of be there throughout that process. Was that sort of what you were talking about when it comes to being part of an AI project, sort of being able to be that point person there or on that team, if you will? Yes, absolutely. Being able to be on the project from start to finish, giving that visibility to the data scientists, the AI experts, and so on, who are probably taking the responsibility of running the project. Be the day-to-day person. There might be a, a business focal point, uh, an exec who's a sponsor, but uh, he or she may not be able to be involved in it on a daily basis. But then this this domain expert, you know, who is aspiring to be uh, an AI-informed domain expert, you know, has uh, can be that uh, focal point to bring the required uh, process knowledge, the data knowledge, critical success factors, interpretation of, uh, you know, the flow, etc. And then, you know, it also gives them an opportunity. They get exposed to the conversation of uh, the vocabulary, the terminology, the tools. And each of those are an opportunity for them to ask questions and understand and get a feel of where all the different bits and pieces fit together. Yeah. And and I, I can uh, I can tell the non-technical folks who are tuned in right now, just based on the knowledge of sort of how we uh, pay the bills and make payroll and have grown the company here at Emerge, we've never touched any code 
but being part of the strategy conversation, being part of that initial adoption conversation is, is indeed worth dollars to companies. And there's plenty of opportunities that are likely opening up, particularly in big enterprises, to be part of those teams. We, Jay, and that leads us to our second question, which I, I maybe you'll have some more ideas on, which are those those skills, those bits of knowledge that will really make a non-technical person a critical team member, a more valuable team member in an age where AI becomes really transformative. You had talked about getting a familiarity with the terms, getting a familiarity with um, the kinds of tools, just being able to have that that conceptual understanding of kind of how an AI plus subject matter expert team works. All of these things are really valuable. What do you think are kind of those most critical skills and knowledge that that non-technical folks can learn that, you know, five years from now will just make them astronomically even more valuable in their career? I'll start with kind of knowledge, you know, which is uh, probably more easier to come by and easy to acquire than skills per se. Skills will eventually be acquired, is my view. So we talk quite a bit about the domain industry-specific use cases, adoption areas. So I think uh, being able to understand where AI is being applied in similar industries is a good starting point. So uh, use cases, you know, they'd be probably be reading a lot, and being able to to appreciate how AI has been adopted, how it has been, how it's being used in similar industries, how it's being used by their competition, et cetera, is useful. And over time, what they will also be able to be able to synthesize is how to take a, a use case from one industry and apply it somewhere else. It's something that they'll begin to appreciate and they can ask questions on that. Yeah, so kind of connecting the dots, so to speak, between, let's say, maybe insurance and banking or retail and pharma or something, being able to find sort of how to move use cases from one sector to another. Is this what you were referring to or was it something different? Initially, it could be just one sector to another. Like, you know, yes, fraud, uh, you know, it's being done, used in insurance, then applying fraud compliance in the banking sector would be, you know, different data sets, but uh, quite easy. The same concept, because it's a fraud, can also be used in government, in any other situation that involves uh, exploitation. The scenario is different. Exploiters could be different. The data is different, but uh, concepts are similar. So I think one of the benefits that domain expert has is they needn't be fearful of asking these questions. Why can't I apply this kind of... Uh, uh, why can't I apply AI in this scenario? You know, like a child to be able to think broadly. Uh, yeah, ask even yeah. A stupid question. But as a technical person might say, oh, you know, that's too obvious, isn't it, that it can't be applied? But it's so, so I think going back into this thing of, you know, the domain area being exploited, stretched to the limits in terms of being able to uh, explore all areas of AI adoption. Vocabulary and terminology, I think, uh, becomes important uh, because there's a lot of vocabulary and terminology and it's constantly evolving. And you need to know some of the building blocks when someone says the CNN, someone says the deep neural networks, uh, what does it mean? You don't need to know layers and stuff like that, but roughly this is where it fits into it versus where does ML fit in? You know, things like that are 
even more broadly to to kind of have uh, pockets of knowledge relating to okay ai can be applied to structured data ai can be applied to unstructured data can be applied to video image broadly to be able to compartmentalize the areas where ai can be applied into and uh, you know ask questions relating to you know why they aren't uh, being applied in their organization because by the time it's filtered down to the real use cases which are worth adopting you know you might be just left with a few so it doesn't hurt to have hundreds of different of ideas before you know it's all filtered down to a few uh, you know less than a 10 or something that are worth initially exploring 100% and hopefully that's a lesson that sort of sinks in with the folks who are tuned in now i'm thinking about closing lessons here wej as we wrap up sort of big takeaways for the for the non-technical folks who who want to be more valuable in their career want to have a more exciting career in this age of ai even if they never learn to code or or get super hands on with writing python or spark or something two points that you've brought up thus far and you might have one or two others to add but i'm going to try to summarize from my side one one aspect is to become familiar with ai use cases and requirements and precedence of use and return on investment of ai across sectors I very much appreciate your high praise of what we do we Jay. I know that that's actually how you met us and how we got in touch as you've been a listener. It's it's always a great honor for me to have someone who's much more experienced in the field, you know, certainly technically and and you know hands-on in business who who tunes in, but that is what we try to do. So staying familiar, looking across use cases, that's one. Another thing you've brought up is being part of these early projects. When these projects initially jump off, you know be one of the first on the floor be one of the the folks who get to learn how these new teams work how these new tools work how these new terms are applied in business and just get that experience early because you'll only be more valuable as your company your sector is transformed more and more are there any other points you'd want to add or anything you want to elaborate on there yeah a couple of others that i might add these are kind of areas or skill sets uh, that emerging which i think are easier for non technical people to grasp and uh, play a key role in playing a stewardship role in in ai projects for these kind of areas so increasingly we are beginning to see now that ai is has uh, gone beyond just small projects and proof of concepts into narrow adoption areas as it's becoming a bit more adopted more broadly uh, more horizontally Uh, across enterprises and so on things such as uh, fairness bias security how rugged is the system and such kind of areas are being explored and if you think about ai ai uh, you know unless it's being used in an area uh, where it's purposefully being used uh, innovatively to disrupt an industry or something in most areas where ai is used is doing what you do, do currently better faster cheaper so in that case these people have the opportunity to be able to look at it from a non technical perspective and say so what will it stand up against uh, these kind of scenarios of uh, threats these kind of scenarios of fairness and i think they have the kind of broad knowledge and the domain expertise to be stewards of uh, such broader dimensions that are critical to ai getting into the fabric of organizations in a sustainable manner let me let me close out by going just one 
quick poke into that, Weejay. I think you're touching on something actually really interesting that, that we haven't really addressed on the show. You're talking about these broad areas of change. You know, as, as I think you're aptly addressing here, something like cybersecurity, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, AI is going to be changing it, right? Maybe, maybe the marketing process for jet engines is not going to transform as much as the marketing process for, I don't know, sneakers, when it comes to artificial intelligence, you know, we may have B2C and e-commerce might see a lot faster change, for example. But there's some areas, these broad areas, kind of like what you're talking about, where almost no matter what sector of business you work for, they're going to be transformed broadly. Is that sort of the direction you were leaning in? Is it maybe familiarity with those horizontals will give people kind of transferable and important skills? Or were you touching on something different? I really want to make sure I can digest your point as we end up here. I was touching on something slightly different. It's only recent times, or I'd say in the last few years, that uh, people are beginning to ask questions of, is this piece of AI that we are plugging into the pipeline uh, of our workflow, is that going to be fair? Is the data that is being ingested, has it been checked for bias? Uh, Have the algorithms been instrumented in such a way that a feedback loop as we're able to capture how it performs in terms of these attributes of fairness, bias, loopholes, security, et cetera, as it is introduced into the wider organization. Because each point of AI uh, insertion or infusion is, you know, if you don't think through it properly, it's a bit of a black box. So I think these domain experts, non-technical people have, a, you know, through their perspective, they have, the ability to ask challenging questions relating to this that will steer projects, that will steer technical people to instrument and uh, start doing AI projects with all of these considerations in mind right from the beginning. That's the point that I was... Got it. Okay, okay. Is it coming through? Yes, no, that, that, that definitely does. And hopefully that that sinks home for some of the folks tuned in. Indeed, you cannot with a PhD in data science from Stanford or Carnegie Mellon, make firm decisions from that knowledge alone as to whether you're making the right difference in business, nor can you necessarily, just with that academic background, determine if we have a bias that maybe isn't acceptable or we have some side effect that's going to affect the business in the wrong way. We absolutely need our subject matter experts as part of that conversation. And I think we, Jay, as you've mentioned, getting in early on those conversations and building those skills early is going to make for a pretty exciting career as AI begins to continue to transform sectors and spaces. So I know that that's all that we have for time, but Weejay, I really appreciate you joining us on the show. I very much appreciate your high praise of the show as well, and happy to have you here with us on AI and Industry. My pleasure. Thank you. So that's all for this episode of the AI in Industry podcast. Grateful to Weejay for giving a bit of a shout out to our newsletter and coverage here at Emerge. If you're looking to advance your own career, you want to stay abreast of all the latest use cases and updates in terms of the business value of artificial intelligence in your sector or other sectors, be sure to be on our newsletter, The AI Advantage. You can go to emerge.com, that's E-M-E-R-J.com, and enter your email there. Not only will you get all of our podcast episodes, 
just like this one, but you'll also receive all of our latest articles in terms of coverage, whether it's fraud detection and banking, whether it's revolutionizing customer experience with AI and retail, you'll see the whole works in that newsletter, AI Advantage. And again, you can just sign up on our homepage, emerj.com. Be sure to stay tuned for next week. We'll be interviewing Muriel Shepard. Muriel was actually on the program about two or three years ago when she was heading up an AI initiative at Rabobank, which is one of the top 50 banks in the world uh, based in the Nordic region. She then moved to Shell to work on chatbots and now is doing a number of entrepreneurial projects in AI. This is someone who never had a formal background in AI, got involved in her corporate career, and that just blossomed into a number of new career opportunities and now entrepreneurial endeavors related to artificial intelligence. So if you think you need to learn to code in order to really bring value to the enterprise with AI, again, we'll have another episode to shatter that myth and to open up different kinds of career opportunities in your own mind about how to advance your career in the era of AI. That's the entire month of focus here in October is going to be on that exact theme. And Mural is a great addition for next week. So make sure to stay tuned and I'll catch you next week here on AI and Industry. 